Remember, the part can never be wiser than the whole, and whatsoever the whole is doing is the final thing. You cannot change. You can make an effort to do so, and waste your life, but nothing will be achieved through it. The whole is vast. You are just an atomic cell. The ocean is vast. You are just a drop in it. The whole ocean is salty, and you are trying to be sweet. It is impossible. But the ego wants to do the impossible, the difficult, that which cannot be done. And Chang Tzu says, "Easy is right. Why can't you be easy and accepting?" Why not say yes to the shadow? The moment you say yes, you forget it. It disappears from the mind, at least, even if it remains with the body. But what is the problem? How does a shadow create a problem? Why make a problem out of it? As you are right now, you make a problem out of everything. This man was puzzled, disturbed, by the sight of his own shadow. He would have liked to be a god. He would have killed to be shadowless. No, he would have liked to be shadowless. But you are already like a god, and you cannot be anything that you're not already. How can you be? You can only be that which you are. All becoming is just moving towards the being, which is already there. You may wonder and knock on others' door. You may wonder and knock on others' doors, but this is just playing hide and seek with yourself. It is up to you how much you knock on others' doors and how much you wander here and there. Finally, you will come to your own door, and to the realization that your own door has always been there. Nobody can take it away. Nature, the Tao, cannot be taken away from you. This man was disturbed because of his shadow. The method he hit upon was to run away from it. That is the method everyone, everybody hits upon. It seems that the mind has a vicious logic. For example, if you feel angry, what will you do? The mind will say, "Don't be angry. Take a vow." That. What what will you do? You will suppress it, and the more you suppress it, the more you suppress, the more the anger will move to the very roots of your being. Then you will not be sometimes angry and sometimes not angry, and then you will not be sometimes angry and sometimes not angry. If you have suppressed. Too much, you will be continuously angry. It will become your blood.
it will be a poison all over. It will spread into all your relationships. Even if you are in love with someone, the anger will be there and the love will become violent. Even if you try to help somebody in that help, there will be poison because the poison is in you. And all your acts will carry it and reflect, will reflect you. When you feel this again, the mind will say, You have not been suppressing enough. Suppress more. Anger is there because of suppression. And the mind says, Suppress it more. Then there will be more anger. Your mind is sexual because of suppression. And the mind says, uh-huh. <laughs> And the mind says, Suppress it more. Find new methods. Find new methods and ways and means to suppress it more so that celibacy, so the celibacy will flower. But it cannot flower that way. Through suppression, sex. Not only goes into the body, it goes into the mind. It becomes、uh, cerebral. 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 Okay, let me check it later. Celibacy and cerebral. I know celibacy. Then a person goes on thinking about it again and again, hence so much. Pornographic literature in the world. Why do people like to see pictures of naked women? Are women themselves not enough? They are, they are more than enough. So, what is the need? The picture is always more sexual than a real woman. <laughs> That's true. A real woman has a body. And the shadow and her footsteps will be there, and sound will be created. A photograph is a dream, it is absolutely mental, cerebral, and it has no shadow. A real woman will perspire, and there will be a smell of the body. A picture never perspires. A real woman. Will be angry. A picture is never angry. A real woman will age, will become old. A picture always remains young and fresh. A picture is just mental. Those who suppress sex in the body because becomes become mentally sexual. Then their mind moves in sexuality, and then it is a disease. If you feel hungry, it is okay. It is okay. Eat. But if you think about food continuously, then it is an obsession and a disease. When you feel hungry, it is okay. If you eat and are finished with it, but you are 
never finished with anything, and everything goes into the mind. Mullah Nasruddin's wife was ill, and she had been operated on. A few days earlier, she had come back home from the hospital, so I asked, How is your wife? He Has she recovered from the operation? He said, No, she is still talking about it. If you are thinking about something, talking about something, it is there. And now it is more dangerous because the body will recover, but the mind can go on and on and on ad infinitum. The body may recover, but the mind will never recover. If you suppress hunger in the body, it goes into the mind. The problem has not been thrown out, it has been pushed in. Suppress anything, and it goes to the roots. Then the mind will say that if you are not succeeding, something is wrong. You are not making enough effort. Make more effort. The method he hit upon was to run away from them. Mind has only two alternatives fight or flight. Whenever there is a problem, the mind says either fight it or escape from it, and both are wrong. If you fight, You remain with the problem. If you fight, the problem will be there continuously. <coughs> If you fight, you are divided because the problem is not outside, the problem, the problem is inside. For example, if there is anger and you fight, what will happen? Half, your, half of your being will be with the anger and half with the This idea of fight. It is as if both your hands are fighting each other. Who is going to win? You will be simply dissipating energy. You will be simply dissipating energy. No one is going to be victorious. You can fool yourself that you now have your anger suppressed. You are now sitting on your anger, but then you will have to sit on it continuously. Not even a single moment's holiday is allowed. If you forget about it for a single moment, you will lose your whole victory. So, people who have suppressed something are always sitting on those suppressed things. And they are always afraid. They cannot relax. They cannot relax. Why the relaxation becomes so difficult? Why can't you enjoy? Why can't you sleep? Why can't you relax? Why can't you be in a let go? Because you have suppressed so many things, you are afraid that if you relax, they will come up. Your so called religious people cannot relax. They are tense, and the tension is because of his. They have suppressed something, and you say,
to relax, they know that if they relax, the enemy will come up. The mind thinks either fight, and if you fight, then you suppress or escape. But where will you escape to? Even if you go to the Himalayas, the anger will follow you. It is your shadow. The sex will follow you. It is your shadow. Wherever you go, your shadow will be with you. The method he hit upon was to run away from them. So he got up and ran. But every time he put his foot down, there was another step while his shadow kept up with him without the slightest differently. Uh, without the slightest difficulty. He was surprised. He was running so fast, but there was no difficulty for the shadow. The shadow was following easily, not even perspiring, not breathing hard. There was no difficulty on the part of the shadow because the shadow is not substantial. A shadow is nobody. The man may have been perspiring. He may have had difficulty breathing, breathing, but the shadow was always in step with him. The shadow cannot leave you in this way. Neither fight nor flight will help. Where will you go? Wherever you go, you will carry yourself with you and your shadow will be there. He attributed his failure to the fact that he was not running fast enough. So he ran faster and faster without stopping until he finally dropped dead. <laughs> One has to understand the logic of the mind. If you don't understand, you will be a victim of it. The mind has a vicious logic. It is a vicious circle. It is circular. If you listen to it, then every step will lead you more and more in the circle. This man is perfectly logical. You cannot find a fault and flaw in his logic. There is no loophole. He is as perfect as logician as many as any Aristotle. He says that if the shadow is following him, it shows that he is not running fast enough. He must run faster and faster than the comment that then then the moment will come when the shadow will not be able to follow him. But the shadow is yours. It is not somebody else following you. If it were, then the logic would have been right. If somebody else had been following this man, then he would have been right, absolutely right. He was not running fast enough. He, and that was why the other was following. But he was wrong because there was nobody else. The mind was useless. Mind for others, meditation for yourself. Mind for others, no mind for yourself. That is the whole emphasis 
of Chan Tzu or Zen or the Sufis or Hasis of all those who know of Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, all of all those who have known the whole emphasis is that you can use the mind for others, no mind for yourself. This man got into trouble because he used the mind for himself, and the mind has its own pattern. The mind said, Faster, faster, if you go fast enough, this shadow will not be able to follow you. He attributed his failure to the fact that he was not running fast enough. The failure was there in the first place because he was running. But the mind cannot say that. The mind has to be fed for it. It is a computer. You have to feed it. It is a mechanism. It cannot give you anything new. It can only give you whatsoever you have fed into it. The mind cannot give you anything new. Whatsoever it gives you is borrowed. And if you are addicted to listening to it, always you will be in trouble. Always, always you, you will be in trouble when you turn toward yourself. When there is a com when there is a conversion, a turning toward the source, then you will be in difficulty. Then this mind is absolutely useless. Not only useless, it is positive hindrance. It is harmful. So drop it. <clears throat> I've heard it happened that day, uh, it happened that one day Mullah Nasruddin's son came home from his progressive school and brought a book on sexology. Sexology. His mother was very much disturbed, but she waited for Mullah Nasruddin to come. Something had to be done. This progressive school was going too far. When Mullah Nasruddin came, his wife showed him the book. Nasruddin went uh, upstairs to find his son. He found him in the room. Uh, he found him in his room kissing the maid servant. So Nasruddin said, Son, when you are finished with your homework, come down. <laughs> This is logical. Logic has its own steps, and each step follows another. There is no end to it. The man, frightened by his shadow, followed the mind. So he ran faster and faster without stopping until the finally dropped dead. Faster and faster without stopping, then only death can occur. <clears throat> Have you ever observed that Life has not occurred to you yet. <clears throat> Have you observed that there has never been a single moment of life as such happening to you? You have not experienced a single moment of the bliss that Chan Tzu and the Buddha talk about. 
And what is going to happen to you? Nothing is going to happen to you except death. <laughs> and the nearer you come to death, the faster you run. Because you think that if you can you think that if you go faster, you will escape. <clears throat> where are you going to where are you going so fast? Men and man's mind have always been mad about speed, as if we are going somewhere and speed is needed. So we go on becoming more and more speedy. Where are you going? Finally, whether you go slow or fast, you reach death. And everybody arrives at the right moment. Not a single moment is lost. Everybody reaches there right on time. Nobody is never late. Nobody is ever late. I've heard that a few people have reached death before their time. But I have never heard of anybody reaching death late. Some people reach the end before their time because of their doctors. Some people reach the end before their time because of their doctors. <laughs> he attributed his failure to the fact that he was not running fast enough. So he ran faster and faster without stopping until he finally dropped dead. He failed to realize that if the merely if he merely stepped into the shade, his shadow would vanish. Ah, is it always the easiest if you just move into the shade where the sun is not, the shadow disappears because a shadow is created by the sun. It is the absence of the sun's rays. If you are under a tree in the shade, the shadow disappears. <clears throat> he failed to realize that if he marries, stepped into the shade, his shadow would vanish. This shade is called silence. This shade is called inner peace. Don't listen to the mind. Just step into the shade, into the inner silence, where no rays of the sun enter. I like it. That shade is called silence. That shade is called inner peace. Don't listen to the mind. Just step into the shade, into the inner silence, where no rays of the sun enter. You remain on the periphery. That is the problem. There, are, there you are in the light of the outside world and shadow is created. Close your eyes. Move into the shade. The moment you close your eyes, the sun is no longer there. Hence, all meditations are done with closed eyes. You are moving into your own shade. Inside, there is no sun and there is no shadow. Outside is society, and outside are all types of shadows. Have you ever realized that your anger, your sex, your greed, 
your ambition all are all part of society if you really move in and leave society out where is anger where is sex but remember in the beginning when you close your eyes they are not really closed you carry images from the outside inside from us from the outside to inside you carry images from the outside inside and you will find the same society reflected but if you continue simply moving 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 inside sooner or later society will be left out you are in society is out you have moved from the periphery to the center in this center there is a silence no anger no anti anger no sex and no celibacy no greed no non greed no violence no non violence because those are all outside Remember the opposites are also outside inside you are neither this nor that you are simply a being pure this is what i mean being like a god a pure being with no opposites happening around ah, a pure thing a pure being with no opposites hanging around fighting or frightening fighting or flighting no simply being you have moved into the shade ah it's amazing this um uh what do you call this uh anatomy no no uh, analogy i'm sorry this analogy is so good you are getting into the shade there is no shadow anymore he failed to realize that if he already moved into the shade then his shadow would vanish and if he sat down and stayed still there could be no more footsteps it was really so easy but that which is easy is so difficult for the mind because the mind always finds it easier to run to fight because then there is something to do If you say to the mind don't do anything that is the most difficult thing for the mind the mind will ask give me a mantra at least so that with closed eyes i can say om om ram ram something to do because how can we remain without doing anything without something to run fat run after to chase mind is activity and being is absolutely inactivity mind is running being is sitting the periphery is moving the center is not moving i like it look at the wagon wheel moving the wheel is moving but the center around which the wheel which the whole wheel moves is static absolutely static non vu non moving 
Your being is eternally unmoving, and your periphery is continuously moving. This is the point to remember in Sufi dervish dancing, the whirling meditation. When you do it, let the body become the periphery. The body moves, and you are eternally unmoving. Become a wheel. The body moves the wheel, the periphery, and you are the center. Soon you will realize that although the body moves on moving faster and faster and faster, inside you can feel that you are not moving. And the faster the body moves, the better because then the contrast is created. Suddenly the body and you are separate. Suddenly, the body and you are separate. But you move with the body continuously, so there is no separation. Go and sit. Simply sitting is enough. Not doing anything. Simply close your eyes and sit and sit and sit and allow everything to settle. It will take time because you have been unsettled for so many lives. You have been trying to create all sorts of disturbance. It will take time, but only time. You need not do anything. You simply look and sit. Look and sit. Zen people call it Zazen. Zazen means just sitting, not doing anything. This is what Chan Tzu says. He failed to realize that if he merely stepped into the shade, his shadow would vanish. And if he sat down and stray, stayed still, there would be no more footsteps. There was no need to fight, and there was no need to escape. The only thing needed was just to move into the shade and sit still. I like that. <laughs> I like this part very much. And this is to be done during your whole life. Don't fight with anything and don't, and don't try to escape from anything. Let things take their own course. You simply close your eyes and move inside to the center where no sun's ray has ever penetrated. There is no shadow. And really, there is the meaning of the myth that gods have no shadows. Not that there are gods somewhere who have no shadows, but the god that is within you has no shadow because no outside patterns there. Because no outside penetrates there. It cannot penetrate. It is always in the shade. God has no shade. God has no shade.
God has no shade. God has no shade. Gods have no shades. No, no. Gods have no shadows. <clears throat> Not that there are gods somewhere who have no shadows, but the God that is within you has no shadow because no outside penetrates there. It cannot penetrate. It is always in the shade. I like it. Turn to cause that shade, Tao. Your innermost nature, utterly innermost, absolutely innermost. So what is to be done? <clears throat> One, don't listen to the mind. It is a good tool for the outside, but it is absolutely a barrier for the inside. Logic is good for other people. It is not good for yourself. In tackling things, logic and doubt are needed. Science depends on doubt. The, religi the religiousness depends on faith, trust. Just sit with a deep trust that your inner nature will take over. Uh-huh. Science depends on doubt. And religiousness depends on faith, trust. Just sit with a deep trust that your inner nature will take over. It always takes over. You have only to wait. Only patience is needed. And whatsoever your mind says, simply don't listen to it. Listen to the mind for the outside world. Don't listen to the mind for the inside. Simply put it aside. And there is no need to fight with it. Because if you fight with it, it may influence you. You simply put it aside. That's what faith is. Ah. <laughs> That's what faith is. Faith is not a fight with the mind. If you fight, then the enemy impresses you. And remember, even friends don't have such an impact as enemies have. If you fight with someone continuously, you will be influenced by them because you will have to use the same techniques to fight them. Ultimately, enemies become similar. Ah, that's true. That's true. They look like uh, Yakuza stars, gangsters, gangsters. It is very difficult to aloof and detached from the enemy. The enemy influences you. Uh, enemy yeah, becomes your friends, kind of. Yeah, it's so good. The book is so good. Okay, let me finish it. And those who start fighting with the mind become great philosophers. <laughs> okay. They may talk about anti-mind, but their whole talk is of the mind. 
They may say, be against the mind, but whatsoever they say is coming from the mind, even their enmity, even their enmity. You have to remain within your enemy. Ah, you have to remain with your enemy, and by and by, enemies settle terms, and they become the same. Always remember, don't fight with the mind, otherwise you will have to yield to the terms. If you want to convince the mind, you have to be argumentative, and that is the whole point. If you have to convince the if you have to convince the mind, you have to use words, and that is the whole problem. Simply put it aside. This putting aside is not against mind, it is beyond mind. It is simply putting it aside, just as when you are, just as when you go out, you use, you, you use your shoes. Just as when you go out, you use your shoes. And when you come in, you put them aside. When you come in, you put them aside. There is no fight. Nothing. You don't say to the shoes, now I'm gonna in. And you are not needed, so I will put you aside. <laughs> you simply put them aside. They're not needed. <laughs> Just like this, easy is right. There is no fight, easy is right. There is no struggle and conflict. You simply put the mind aside, move into the inner shade and sit. Then no footsteps are heard and no shadow follows you. You become godlike and you can become only that which you are already. I tell you, so I tell you, you are godlike. You are gods. Don't settle for less than that.